KPOO San Francisco. It's 11 o'clock. When we are ignorant, whether passively or intentionally, we have no chance to see the truth for what it is. If we make ourselves ignorant, if we actively delude ourselves, then we are making a terrible mistake. We rob ourselves of the clarity of truths. We miss the beauty as well as the full depth and worth. Folks, this is New Bay coming at you at KPOO 89.5 San Francisco. Here we are again, joining together on this very rainy um, but beautiful Thursday morning. And it is the day after Martin Luther King's birthday, January 16th. I would love, though, to give a shout out to all of our brothers and sisters behind the walls and just say good morning to you and this morning as I was driving over I just want to share this um, when I was driving over from San Jose there was a double rainbow so without the rain there can be no rainbows and so I am sending over that beautiful vision of the double rainbow and to all of you to, to all of the listeners and especially those behind the walls and for those of you that um, are suffering the torture of the shoe I send it especially to you um, and say that not only is sunlight a human right but so are rainbows so I send those to you as well and I also want to say that if you are in the shoe Please, if you do not have the uh, Prison Focus newspaper, I encourage you to write to us at California Prison Focus, 4408 Market Street, Suite A, Oakland, California, 94608. And uh, write to us and uh, get a subscription to this newspaper. Um, we our next issue will be coming out in spring and there is also time to uh, make submissions if you are a writer um, or even if you're not a writer but you have something to tell us uh, please send it over to the same address um, but again if you are in the shoe which I didn't mention sorry uh, the, that subscription is free to you in the shoe so um, please take advantage of that it's a wonderful newspaper um, 
it's a it's a wonderful portal for uh, communication and organizing and just staying up to date around what's happening with issues that are concerning you specifically and it's your voices that we are elevating in this newspaper so um Again, good morning. Uh, joining me again, Happy New Year. I hope everyone's New Year is uh, starting off with, um, you know, looking like those promises that you were making to yourself um, and the, the world that you want to see. Um, that you're seeing a little bit of light in that area moving forward. Okay, so we, um, I have been blessed with um, some wonderful guests that are here in the studio with me. We're actually not right in the studio at the moment, but they will be joining us after I take a quick music break. We are going to have with us uh, two of the Move 9 members, family members. We are going to have Debbie, Debbie Africa, Mike Africa Sr., and Mike Africa Jr. here, as well as this um, Kobe, the son of um, Mike Jr., uh, cousin, and um, a dear friend. I'm hoping all of them will participate, but we'll see how that goes. But for sure, we are going to hear the voices of um, Debbie, Mike, and Mike. So stay with us, stay tuned, and we are going to take a quick musical break, and we will be right back with you. Here we go. Uh-huh. Maybe not. Okay, let's go with Marvin Gaye. Here we go. Huh, okay. So um, I'm just going to go ahead and figure out why we don't seem to be getting the music going here, but here we go.
Oh, you don't? Okay. Okay, give us one second. We are having a little bit of technical difficulty. Hopefully you can hear me now. Okay, thank you so much, Dave. We are here with two of the Move 9 members, Mike and Debbie Africa, and their son, Mike Jr. And we are going to be in conversation today. So um, here we go. All right. So... Um, Mike and Debbie and Mike Jr., I would love for you guys just to introduce yourselves quickly so people can hear your voices. And then we'll go. This is uh, Mike Alfred Sr. Um, as you said, I'm a member of the Move 9, and uh, we've um, just been uh, recently released from prison after doing 40 years. 
of a 30 to 100 year sentence. Um, Debbie was released four months before me in uh, 2018, and I was released October 23rd, uh, 2018, after 40 years. We were arrested, both arrested uh, after an attack on our house on um, August 8th, 1978. And I'm Debbie Africa from the MOVE organization, also one of the MOVE 9. And as Mike Sr. just introduced, himself and me and kind of gave a little background history on the situation. And here is Mike Senior Junior. On a move. Indeed. Okay, so thank you so much. And I know that you you mentioned very briefly about um your um, the experience of having been incarcerated for 40 years, finally being released for a crime that you did not commit. So, for I I, I know uh, okay. First, before we start with that, I have to send y'all some love because there are people that are listening out there that knew you were going to be on the show. So I want to send you some love from Verbena, who is now used to live up in Humboldt County, mm -hmm. but she's now in Detroit, and she wants to just send all of her love and and yeah, just. Um, Verbena? So yes, Verbena. Much love back to you, Verbena. Yeah, okay, and also. Thanks for the love. We appreciate it. <laughs> sure do. And um, from Willow, who um, is down in Santa Cruz. Uh -huh. Yeah. Audible Willow. Okay. And I'm just going to say, too, on behalf of so many people who are like, what? I didn't get a chance to say. There's just so much love for all of you. So I want. I just want you to know that I know you feel it anyway because you all exude so much love. But. Um, I just want you to know that there is just so much love out here for you. We, and we appreciate it. Before we go, yeah. for all the people that didn't get a chance to hear or, you know, whatever, we'll leave some information so that people can get in contact with us directly. That way they can, you know, we can share each other's love past this radio show. That is gorgeous, yes. And we definitely feel the love from all you guys out there and everybody else in here. And shout out also to Mumia, who we send a lot of love to. And... You know, just we're gonna keep it moving. Yes, and that we are, and we are gonna be in conversation really about so much of that. Really, just this love and this family. And so, um, a lot of the listeners out there um, do know about Move Nine, and of course, you can. You know, here we are in the age of technology, and people can do a lot of googling and find out about about you. But there are also some folks that don't. Right? There's the younger generation that doesn't know. There are just folks that don't know, and there are people that are again, who have been incarcerated since they've been young. They don't have access to uh, these technologies. And so I would love for us to get into some of what your, you know, your, your history is. But um, maybe just from a little bit of a different lens as well, um, I'm going to leave it up to you to how you want to talk about, about it. But Debbie, I've read somewhere, um, I, I read in something that I, I was reading that um, the judge that sentenced you said that was they were going to sentence you as a family, and so you were sentenced as a family, um, and then you said um, that then you weren't released as a family, and so it really struck me how deep the family issue is um, f for you, and so I wanted to open it up with you. 
um, kind of open up the dialogue with you and hopefully from that standpoint, if that's okay with you, because that really struck me as just so deep and, and beautiful. So, yeah, yeah, it was, it actually was really deep because as I did say, and I remember us making that statement that when we were arrested, we were arrested as a family, mm. all of us, including men, women, children, babies. Mm. And when we were sentenced, we were, we were, well, first we were on trial as a family, all of us were there. Um, and when we, when we were sent to state prison, we were sentenced as a family. We were all given the same 30 to 100 year sentence each as a family. Oh, the judge admitted, since you want to say you're a family, these are not exact his words, but this was his meaning. And it is written in the transcripts that since you say you're a family, I'm going to oblige you, oblige you as a family and sentence you each the same. Oh my God. And he sentenced us 30 to 100 years each, regardless of any evidence, right. regardless of the legal law, regardless of natural law, regardless of anything that was right or wrong. And he made that statement out of his mouth. But when we, it came time for us to be released, we were not released as a family. I was released first by mm -hmm. myself. Um, they held the other two, Janine and Janet, back for another year. Uh, Mike didn't get released until four months later. Uh, Eddie didn't get released until months, a year and something after that. And Delbert and Chucky are still in prison and they have not been released yet and it's going on 42 years, you know, so. And the listeners, please just remember, this is for some for innocence. This is they are not um, guilty of this crime. Um, it's so heartbreaking, you know, because I mean it's so almost diabolical the way that this judge was is using your family and you're wanting to be together and as a family as almost like a weapon against you, um, but continually using the word and the, and the kind of sentiment of, oh, if you mm -hmm. want to be together as a family. Well, yeah, then, because what he did was yeah. he used our belief to justify what he did to us, and he used our belief against us to justify what he wanted to do because he knew he was wrong. Right. And that's my feeling on it. He knew he was wrong, so everything he heard in that courtroom that day with all the legal uh, ramifications, all the legal information, all the legal ex experts that came up that was supposed to be against us actually turned out to be against them. And so there was no video, the videotapes that they played that was supposed to be evidence against Move the Move 9 mm -hmm. actually turned out to be against them because on all those films that they showed, and these were police tapes, Mm -hmm. They showed Move doing nothing wrong, except for nothing wrong, period. What they did show was Chuck trying to get a dog's out of the, you know, and, and out of harm's way. Mm -hmm. They showed people trying to get people together out of the way of, of harm. So they didn't show Move shooting anybody. They didn't show Move with weapons that day. They didn't show anything that Move was doing wrong that day, but everything pointed against them. So with all the evidence that he heard, even and even and legally, he really couldn't do what he did. So mm -hmm. he had to use something to justify 
giving us that kind of sentence. So he used our belief as a family to say, well, since you say you're a family, I'm going to oblige you. Right. And that was like justification for what he did. And therein lies the system of um, um, white pathology, right? I'm not going to call it white supremacy anymore because I don't think the word supreme, anything related to supreme or supremacy mm -hmm. should apply. Um, I call it a pathology. So can we, I would love to shift to you as a family and what you believed, because I really think that's what's really being indicted here, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, would you like to share that? Because I, I, I think, you know, after all of this time, you're, you're out now. I know mm -hmm. that two of your family members are still in, and I know how, I can imagine how heartbreaking that still is, and I know that's important, and we will get into that as well, but, mm -hmm. You're here now, and you were, I think you were indicted for who you are, what you believe, what your, um, what your family is about. So, and that's a positive, and that's beautiful, and can we get into that? Can we move into that space? And, um, and that's just for all of you, mm -hmm. for all of you to, to share, and um, kind of jumping to here and, and now, and, yeah. Yeah, Paul. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, we were not in jail, as Debbie just uh, said, for any crime. You know, what we were in jail for was resistance. And nothing is more criminal in this system or this society than resisting the establishment. And being committed to that resistance. And they come at no one harder than those who do. And it does not matter whether you have a, have a gun or not. Um, as demonstrated by some of our greatest uh, resistors, you know, mm -hmm. like Malcolm and Martin, and, you know, just speaking was a very great threat to a society that is bent on subjugation. Um, and when MOVE, um, headed by um, a great black man, John Africa, who wrote guidelines and um, principles directed at resistance and self-determination, um, that was a threat. Absolutely. So, guns was was an excuse uh, to attack, and attack they did. Um, but what we did, and what we continue to do, is speak out about what's right, and uh, demonstrate a commitment to family, as Debbie just spoke on. And that is something that this system does not want. That and to uh, <laughs> demonstrate that point and to drive it home, they attacked us in 1978. They bombed us in 1985. And um, they continue to keep our people uh, in jail. And uh, two are still in. And what we did not mention is two of us died while in. Right. Uh, Merle and Phil.
Yes, Merle and Phil. Definitely want to say their names. Mm -hmm. It's a continued war on black existence. Right. Well, you know, the things they did to move is not unique to move. Exactly. They've been doing this globally since their existence, right? So um, what we want to demonstrate and what we want to do is we want to uh, counter those um, actions by what we continue to do, what we've always done, which is speak out about injustice. And we're really grateful that you do, um, because I think that's another thing that people really need to understand that, I mean, <clears throat> the speaking out, the being, the, the, the being self-determined is the threat, right? Because we are, we are addicted to a system of exploitation and extraction of people and planet, right? And so people that speak out against that or live a life outside of that existence are a constant threat, right? And, and an indictment on a system that, um, that is in, that in power and, use, and, and the only way to stay in power is to lie and be in, and, um, and use violence and force. Um, and it brings me back, you know, remembering about uh, Black Wall Street Right and um, a warfare was used against those against that town as well. Right against a, the self-determined, um, self-sufficient um, a community of people um, living uh, against the establishment. Right, we can we can care for ourselves. We can prosper amongst ourselves. We we can look to each other. We can build our community. Right, and they um, were bombed. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And so, like you said, it's not unique. And and so that so here we can highlight this is what we want, because it's not going to stop. Right. I mean, right. you're not going to stop being black and self-determined. You're right. not going to stop. And um, America needs to know that that and 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 what it looks like to be self-determined. Everybody wants to be self-determined and free. So, yeah, I'll stop talking. So please. Um, Please, and we're just so grateful that you're here. And and for those of you that are listening, I really am in a wonderful position to be able to see your beautiful faces and be um, in conversation here. And so I just want to send that out to all of you. Just um, know that yes, these these beautiful eyes, beautiful people um, are. It's wonderful to have you here. And I know how lucky I am to be in this space, be able to speak and look into your eyes. But still, listen up, people. Open your hearts. And all right. So um, yeah, um, Debbie, did you want to say more? Mike Jr., did you want to speak up about um, about that resistance and 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 then living that? Uh, sure, I could. <clears throat> excuse me. Um, <laughs> thanks for being for having us here. I mean, it's just feeling the love from you is just heartwarming for me. Um, this this uh, this thing that. We, we, that my parents are talking about, we're talking about here, about the system. You know, it's moves moves um, mission is to encourage people to protect life. And when we say life, we're talking about people, animals, and the environment. Mm -hmm. We are re getting resistance from a system 
that wants to eliminate that because their existence is in exploiting life. Absolutely. And, um, you know, my parents talked about the people that the people, that, the move nine members that remain in prison. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, it should be clear to people at this point that people don't go to prison necessarily because they're criminals. You know, mm -hmm. as John Africa explained, the, the system only excuse they need is for people to be available to go to prison. And, yeah. you know, we're trying to move forward and get people to understand the importance of protecting life, period. I mean, the environment is in, is in real danger because of the system. And while they can put people in prison and say, well, move people are violent or move people had guns or move people are criminals or whatever, what crime did the air commit? What crime did the water commit? What crime did the, the whales that are endangered commit? What, what violent act did the lions commit that would give these people license to put them in a zoo and, and, and have people, have, you know, take them away from their families mm -hmm. and their home, right? So it's important to understand that this system is a global system, a globally oppressive system that's trying to eliminate all life. And it doesn't, just because people want to, um, just because the system have ways to try to make people believe that move is criminal, and that's why our people went to prison, or Fred Hampton was a criminal, that's why they killed him, or that Jesus Christ mm -hmm. should have been crucified. Mm -hmm. Right on. Right? So we have to understand that this is a system that is set up to eliminate us, and the way it is supported is by people's endorsements. Right now we're talking about the elections and what who we're going to vote for and all of these things, right? Well, all of those politicians, all of those people, they're put in place to distract people's minds off of what's really going on. Because we know that without the people's endorsement, those people, those politicians have zero power. Yes. Okay, so listeners, I mean, you know, we're being asked to be we're asked to be a community. We're asked to be responsible community members because we have the power. I mean, it, it's not, it's real all power to the people. Absolutely. We, we, we give it up easily, like you said. We, we allow for these distractions, this constant, what outside of me can make a change? What outside of me is gonna do it? And so we constantly outsource our power. We constantly outsource what our, what our real values are. We allow people to decide for us what our values are. Exactly. Right? Instead, exactly. And it's because yeah. we've been trained to do that. That's the system. The system trained. They, at one time, you couldn't go, you couldn't, you could, uh, black people couldn't go to school. You couldn't learn to read and write. Right. But when they found a way to control it, and then, you know, when you go to school, it ain't about reading, writing, and arithmetic. No, yeah. You know, you put your hand over your heart and you say, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America before you learn how to say one, two, three. Yeah, indeed. And they teach you the, the, all of that patriotism so that they can keep people locked into supporting the system itself. Right. And then what, it, what else they teach you? What do you want to be when you grow up? <laughs> you have to get a job, right? You have to be a something. You have to be some. Title. Well, if you said, if you said, I want to be free, I want when I grow up, I want to be free. Yeah, well, that's not an occupation. You can't be that. Right? Right, right. So there's they have they're trying to ingrain it in you 
so that when you grow up, not only will you, you know, support them, you will pay them to support them. Yeah. And that's how it's set up. So building community and extracting ourselves out of supporting the system is the absolute biggest threat to the system. And if you look at, like you said, about mm -hmm. Black Wall Street, mm -hmm. Tulsa, Oklahoma, 1921, mm -hmm. that is that was an example of a people built that have built their own community and did not rely on the external to live. They had their own over 600 businesses. Right. They had their own banks, their own barbershops, their own trash pickup. They had their own shoe stores. They had their own schools, their own everything, independent. And what happened to them? They were bombed by the government because anyone that expresses and that demonstrates any kind of real, true community external from supporting the, the, the system, they want to eliminate that because the way they thrive, the way they live, is by people's endorsement. And without the people, they don't exist in power. Absolutely. So build community is the solution. That is so absolutely true because, um, this is Debbie. I mean, you can see it. You can really see it when it's pointed out because history just repeats itself. And just like Junior said, it's the same thing. Whatever, and whenever anybody goes up against an established society, and in this case, capitalism, um, they turn on them and they just use the news media, number one, use the public news media to paint a certain picture about these people or that person, or in this case, us or, or the, um, the people in 1921 and 1965 and 19, and on and on and on, some Alabama, everywhere. And it re repeats itself. Sorry, I mean, going back from when people can remember Jesus Christ, and this is what they do. They repeat, history repeats itself. And so they do the same thing all the time. They target you. They uh, use propaganda. And they make people, the people, your community, your family, your relatives, um, almost turn against you and make you feel like you are the threat. And then... Once they get that on their side and once they get that support from the people in some cases, mm -hmm. then they just go for it and they do the same thing over and over again. They've done it over and over and over again. That's the same thing. Really, our case with August 8th is really just go back in history. It's the same exact thing. The, well, they're getting good at it. I mean, they, they, they had a, a, an unfortunately really good start, right? I mean, we start this country with slavery, genocide, rape, and lies, and that's what it takes in order to maintain this system. So we are under assault, but, but we also have an opportunity here because listen up, people. I mean, it's, it is up to us as individuals, but we must act in community. And we, so what I hear coming out of this is a shift in the narrative, mm. right? How we are calling, how we are naming things, how we are calling things, what language we are using to communicate with one another. And can we use that language to start trusting one another? Can we start looking to each other? Like I said, I have the, the wonderful opportunity to look into your eyes and talk to you. 
Um, and so, um, but this is a this is a conversation that we are all in. So I'm saying that for the listeners out here. And I also just want to make a quick point that um, my junior, it's so beautiful to listen to you because you're so wise. And st standing here next with your parents, right? So we always look to our elders to be so wise, and you are. And I'm not taking anything away from you, but how beautiful that how beautiful that is passed on. Your wisdom is so clear and and um, so powerful. Um, so thank you for that. And I just wanted to I just needed to make note of that. But um, so again, we have to start. What I hear is. Yeah, we've got, we know this. We know what they're doing. So when are, when can we start, the question is, when can we start advocating for the humanity in this situation? And when I say humanity, I am also talking about our environment, right? Mm -hmm. All living, Absolutely. right? We're talking life, right? Uh, but we, we have this ability to, to make some choices here. People, we can start doing the hard work of not believing this stuff anymore. I, I mean, just look around you. Trust the people. Trust the people around you. Believe them first. How about if maybe they're lying to you? Okay, well, um, why don't you believe that first before you someone that's so far outside has a, a definite agenda to keep mm. you down. I mean, if we're going to go through the process of learning to trust one another, why don't we start there, right? Start looking to each other. If we're a little afraid of each other because they've got us with this divide and conquer, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, can we can we start not believing the, the lies anymore and shift this narrative? Well, I'll tell you, Familiarity is a natural <laughs> bond, right? Mm -hmm. And the system has been so effective with their capitalism because they familiarized it with people. It shows up in your everyday life. Right. Throughout your life, all of your life, capitalism is there reminding you of its existence. You see it in television. You see it in your jobs and trying to get a raise and this, to that, and the other, right? right. It shows up everywhere. And once people have become familiar with it, they feel they feel comfortable with it, even though it's not necessarily, even if it's not good. Right, not in their best interest. They're right. familiar with mm -hmm. it. And a way to, we have to familiarize ourselves with natural law. Mm -hmm. And because, see, the opposite of the system is natural law. The system is mm -hmm. in direct conflict with nature. And in order for us to get away from the system we have to get familiar with nature and we you know we talked about how to get people on the move with that concept with that idea with that how do you start there right mm -hmm. how do you how do you start there right so as a way to 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 try to get people moving on that a way that people can probably see themselves in an activity that can actually promote that right I've been what I've been thinking about is what I've been telling people is make a garden. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> make a garden. Go. The, mm -hmm. the food is like the glue food. Mm -hmm. to our to our um, to our connections to other people, right? To other cultures, right? And we, we, if you make a garden, plant just something simple and easy to ma maintain, like kale. 
right? And then and then get used to that and practice it. And that just doing that and, and being mindful of that life will put you in touch with nature because you are reminded to water it. You have to remind yourself to think about the, the weather, the rain, the soil quality. You have to fertilize the soil. You have to mend the soil. How do you mend it? You get leaves from the trees. And, you know, and, then, and, then, and then once you get comfortable with it, share some of your kale with your neighbor. And then encourage your neighbor to start a garden. And maybe your neighbor will grow tomatoes. And then you got kale and tomatoes. And then that, maybe that neighbor will encourage that neighbor to find yourself a way to connect with nature. Connect. And you'll find that having your own garden will give you more food than you've had before. It tastes better than any kale you're going to get out of the supermarket. <laughs> it's going to be less expensive. You're going to reduce the carbon footprint. You're going to be connected to nature in a way that you weren't before. It has so many benefits. And it's a simple and easy way to start. And if we can build a community around just that, and you're seeing it. People, people yes. are doing their community gardens, and they got their, you know, they, they, they have these things going on, right? Yes, yes, they do. And, and, then, and then take it to the next level. Don't stop there. <laughs> build on it. Grow on it. Get your, get your family and friends involved and continue it. And as you continue it, as you get more familiar with it, extract a, from the system more. Put your cell phone down a little longer today. And then just keep on moving with it. It's, 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 we have to start somewhere because if we don't start, we, we can see from the example of the system that they are never going to stop. You know what, Michael, too, I was just thinking, too, because really it has started. It has started. Mm -hmm. And it actually did start with a seed. It started with the seed of revolution from John Africa because we were that seed that was cast into the society, that was cast into the community, that was cast into the soil that is rippling out now to connect to the water, connecting to other people, connecting to um, the environment, and connecting to animal life and human life, regardless of the race, regardless of your um, your status, regardless of your monetary uh, monetary gain or not, it has started. And what Michael you're saying about that garden is so true because while I was in prison for the last seven years, that's exactly what we did. We had um, the opportunity to actually maintain a garden in prison. And I uh, was a very, very large part of it once it got started and also incorporated with getting it started. But just that planting together, just that watering together, just that actually going out harvesting together and passing out the food and feeling the gratitude of what nature gave us, of what she was giving us, and it, He's right. It tastes so much better. I tell this story a lot about I never liked tomatoes before. I never liked them before mm -hmm. I went to prison. But when we started, when we had to, got that garden together, and I tasted them tomatoes, oh, my goodness, I couldn't even tell you how delicious <laughs> they were. And the first time mm -hmm. we ever got them, we had to count each one of them, and we gave the population each three tomatoes, and they were so grateful. Ugh. Three cherry tomatoes. They were so grateful. And the point is, is 
not that I want to go on about the garden because it was so important to me, but it connected with us, each, all the inmates that were involved, and trickled its way out to the other part of the population. And they were so grateful because it tastes so good, number one, and the fact that we share that. Right. And it just gave us a camaraderie within each other, and it just made you feel good. It made you mothers that didn't weren't didn't have a chance to raise their children like I did, and it gave them a per gave us a purpose in nurturing something, nurturing something from the earth, nurturing something from Mama who gave us the will and the gave us what we needed in order to feel whole, in order to feel connected, and it can just bring you so much. And one more point before I stop. Speaking about the seed that was planted from John Africa with us, also connecting to other people that already started. Because before MOVE, you heard nothing about animal activists. And that's not to down them at all. They're doing an awesome job. Like PETA and all the, all the animal activist people, all the environmental people out there, Earth First, the people who are... Um, do, try, trying to do what they can do to protect the earth. You know, I'm not talking about violence. I'm not talking about something that's wrong. I'm talking about what they're trying to do in the right sense of trying to protect the earth. It's all awesome. But but none of these groups were, were heard of bef before MOVE, mm -hmm. before John Africa. But now it's like it's picking up steam, and it's picking up steam. It's, people are they're taking seemingly different directions, but it's all coming together as one. And that's what we need to continue to do. That's what I want to highlight. Yes. Thank you. Mike, did you have something that you wanted to say? Oh, okay. All right. Beautiful. Well, what the thread that I just keep hearing here is I'm really glad that we started with, I mean, you are a family and I just the connection, the relationship, um, the family, the sharing, that theme of love in action that's that's what i'm that's what i'm hearing here and one of the things that i hear also when you talk about the garden i mean we could talk about the garden i mean metaphorically we can be talking about a garden right mm -hmm. um <clears throat> but the um, Mike Jr. ended with, um, you know, saying you kind of continually kind of extracting yourself from capitalism. It's time, right, to slow down being in a garden, attending, tending to your garden, the garden of your soul, the, the mm -hmm. physical garden, right? It takes time. It, it, and so it gives you a chance to slow down and think and be in relation with this this other being plant life right and then yes to be able to bring it to fruition um, be that part of the relationship with that and then to share it um, is really beautiful but I but the the taking of time you know um, one of the things that um, I'm going to just digress for just a second because I'm always in the forefront of my mind. Um, of course, being here in California is our our um, this very particular class of uh, prisoners that we have here. Um, those uh, men that spent decades in solitary confinement, right? And so, um, 
and those that are in the shoe, one of the things, especially with those, the, the, the you know, the revolutionary, the, the ones that, that are surviving it, one of the things that they talked about, though, is making the shoe space um, a, a university, right? Because they can, they, and how they did that in so many ways is they, they just took that time, right? And I said, well, that's, I said, I hear that, and that's amazing, and you're strong-minded, but we need that out here. You know, people need to be able to take the time to know themselves, to know each other, to uh, learn from each other and be in that relationship. And so, I mean, you know, kind of going back to just why you were arrested in the first place. Again, just being living a way that was anathema to the system right is what we want to promote out here that's what we that's what we want right to, to be able to live these self-determined lives and so thinking about what that takes though is we need that time we need the space we need time and space to be able to be in relation attend to those gardens create those gardens so um i just i wanted to I wanted to highlight that because I just I feel like the garden is is metaphorically is is a, just a perfect way to to talk about this. Mm -hmm. So I can't believe it. It's like we have so little time left. I could have you. I wish I had a two hour, three hour, unlimited show. Um, you're 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 here in California, so uh, Mike Jr. I know that you have. Uh, there's a the show that you're doing tonight, right? We are Thursday here. Is that part of the reason why you came is to do this show? Because I definitely want to, I want you to have a chance to be able to talk about that. And as I know that uh, Mike and Debbie, you will be there. So um, can we take a few, can we take a few minutes to talk about that? Or it also, um, please, if Mike, if there's anything, I know you had to take a, um, just a little break there. Did, was there something that you wanted to add before we um, uh, go into no, that? Just that uh, as uh, Mike and Debbie had uh, spoke on before, you know, it's vitally important that people do uh, work on, like you said, the garden, the community garden and how it's a metaphor for bigger things. On a micro level, yeah, it is a, a community garden. On a macro level, it's resistance to somebody who wants you subjugated permanently, right? And the 1% never comes down to do that bidding. Right. They sent the 99% down there to do it, mm -hmm. right? So it's the 99%, the community, who have to stop doing their bidding. That's right. Who has to stop. And um, the alternative to that is what, you're, what you've been getting, the mass incarceration, the, uh, uh, the uh, industrial military complex, and uh, doing things like that on a global scale. You know, they're forcing you to either resist or go along with it and continue as, you know, things have been going. And if you like the way things have been going, then continue to uh, continue to cooperate with them. 
and you cooperate with them by doing their bidding, by taking the jobs that subjugate others, you know, by living in a big house. You think you're doing all right, you think you're making pretty good money, but you're making that money by subjugating your neighbors, your community. You know, so you have to stop doing it. You have to stop participating with them and participate with the community of life. Oh. Mm. Yes. The community of life. Thank you. So we, you know, interestingly, we passed by uh, the mission around here. Mm. And we talk about mass incarceration. Those folks are facing a lot of trauma that's akin to prison. They do, you know, at least people in prison have a guaranteed meal. They have a guaranteed bed, even if they are beat before they get in their bed. You know, they have, they have certain sure, guarantees. There's some basic guarantees. The people mm -hmm. that, that are living in a mission and sleeping on grates and um, the women who are snatched um, without, you know, any kind of redress, you know, um, and assaulted and, uh, yeah, it, you know, is is horrible and, and in many ways they face trauma even worse than prisons. Absolutely. You know, so, and the resources that are supposed to be out there for them are not getting to them. You know, and people are not demanding that that change. And if you want to keep on seeing that rather than, you know, and, and stop stepping over these people and ignoring the, uh, the, the children that are missing by the hundreds of thousands in this country every year, you know, I mean, it's, you have so many horrific stories that you can bring in, in this program. To talk about, you know, it's not just, you know, people who are in prison. This, you know, because that's a prison in itself. Right. You know, so we have to protect it all. We do have to protect it all, and I do want to give a shout out to the moms for housing. Yes. Um, yes. Right now. Yes, because they are standing. Yes. They're doing that very thing you're talking about, right. Mike. Right. Yeah. We should announce yeah. the show. Let's announce the show because we've got like two minutes. I can't believe it. <laughs> Let's so do it. <laughs> the, the event tonight that we're going to be at is at uh, 518 Valencia Street in San Francisco. And it is a presentation that we're doing uh, that, that goes through the life of uh, the existence of MOVE up to uh, mom giving birth to me in a jail cell to, you know, me working hard to try to get them out of prison and then succeeding in that in 2018 and where we're going for uh, forward after that so uh, if people can come out to the to to see a show this show will take you through every emotion that you have within you mm -hmm. you'll laugh you'll cry well maybe you know maybe some of the tougher people won't cry but definitely you'll laugh you'll definitely feel the heart the heart of it and um, I think it'll be an entertaining show for folks Fantastic. And when does that show start? At that time? show starts tonight at 6.30 p.m. Okay. Oh, and it's sponsored by uh, Critical Resistance. Oh, fantastic. And yes. Prison Radio. 
Okay, fantastic. That is, um, I'm so happy to hear that. I am bummed to say that I am not going to be able to make it tonight. So um, for all of you listeners out there, please, please, please make it out there. Support this um, this beautiful family um, and um, and their words of wisdom. I mean, take, take this with you. I'm definitely going to take this with me. It's so beautiful. I do, um, I'm going to put some um, other members that are here on the spot a little bit because we do have one more minute and I want to find out if Mike Jr.'s son, would, would you like to come and say anything on the, on the mic? Tricky? Just hello even? Come so. Just say hi. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is really beautiful to see this multi-generational uh, family here. Introduce yourself. Uh, I want to move. My name is Kobe Africa. Fantastic. <laughs> oh, I love that. Um, again, folks, I wish we had all the time in the world. And um, just one last thing, Mike, did you want to say something? Yeah, just a shout, shout out to the uh, all the prison abolitionists and uh, coalitions that are existing to help folks and reach back and try to free them. And... Um, there's a lot of work going on with that, you know, Cabby, and, you know, they are, they're doing fantastic work. And uh, I picked up uh, a card that was out in the lobby, and um, shout out to everyone. You know, I can't re remember all their names, but I remember all their efforts. Oh. And uh, we want to give thanks to them, those folks. It ain't doing over. Doing a lot We're still working for them, too, absolutely. Fantastic. Thank you so much. And I do also, and I'm going to say just a good shout out. I'm so grateful for this radio station, KPOO 89.5 San Francisco. Thank you for um, giving me the opportunity to host this show, Prison Radio, Prison Focus Radio. And it has been so fantastic, again, having you all here. We're going to see if we can go out with uh, Black Butterfly. We'll see what happens. Um, I, I love this song. Let's see if I can find it. And it doesn't look like it wants me to find it. Let's see. Um, let's see. Maybe this is it. But um, I want to thank you again for being here. And have a wonderful show tonight. And listeners, get out there and see these folks. They're beautiful, just beautiful, beautiful. And um, how can people stay in touch with you? Well, how can people stay in oh. touch with you? Um, people can email me, okay. MikeAfricaJr at gmail.com. You can go to the website, MikeAfricaJr.com, and I'm on Facebook at MikeAfricaJr. You know, and we we can connect that way. Okay. People want to bring us out to do an event or speak or whatever, uh, just get in touch with us and we'll we'll make it happen. Okay, fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you again. De Debbie and Mike, did you want to say anyone last thing? Yeah. Same thing as our emails, uh, DebbieAfrica at gmail.com. Okay. I just want to say thanks to the people. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much, folks. It's been a beautiful, beautiful day. Okay. Okay, people, um, get ready for uh, Jim is going to be playing some nice sounds um, when he gets on in here. It looks like I'm having some trouble getting some music going, but um, 
definitely um, come and join us um, next week, next Thursday. I think we are going to go ahead and start our um, our series with uh, Jose Villarreal. We're going to be talking about the, the historic uh, prison uh, prison strikes of uh, hunger strikes um, that happened here in California. He was a part of those. So uh, please join us. I think I'm going to go ahead and play uh, 